Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I tell you, it's been a... Hasn't it been kind of this bizarre past, you could say the Trump years, but certainly these Biden years. And I'm not going to focus entirely on on the president. You know, Roy Cooper, our illustrious governor, is is trying desperately to to have some kind of relevancy. He's hyper-focused right now in the way that someone that's, you know, entering a rest home gets hyped. You know how they get hyper-focused? Some people do. You know, they they, they want to cut couple blades of grass over and over and over it's this governor is so desperately searching for relevancy that he's he's stumping around the states trying to sustain his veto calling what the republicans have done extreme by enacting a heartbeat bill it's not as restrictive as some states on the abortion side but but isn't it interesting he won't he doesn't like to use the word abortion unless he can put the word extreme next to it he says he's defending women's health this is an invasive procedure it's not the healthiest thing for women he he's he's all about he says he's trying to protect their reproductive freedoms but nobody's trying to stop women from reproducing except him they can choose whether they get pregnant or not it's just unbelievable and and by the way the same party that can't define what a woman is wants to defend women's reproductive freedoms and it's and it's and i'm not trying to 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 skew this one way or the other this governor, here's the reality of Governor Cooper. He's been in office uh, since the early 90s, I think 89, 91, 92, somewhere in there. Been in office. He's been out of touch, out of reality the entire past 35 years or so. He's wanting his team, he's, he's term limited out. He's looking for higher reaches. He appeared in a Biden, he's pro Biden Harris. He appeared in a commercial for them talking about what a great job they've done. Again, detached from the economic reality that we're all living in, detached from the border situation, detached from foreign policy, detached from policies that are hurting North Carolinians from one end of the state to the other. Desperately looking to be relevant. And the the on-the-ground reality for Governor Cooper is he didn't distinguish himself as an attorney general. He kind of held the post. But there's nothing if I interviewed you, those around you, anyone else, that you would be able to say, yes, Governor Cooper has has done, or Attorney General. Has he, has he distinguished himself as Attorney General? No, he didn't. In fact, he left thousands of rape kits un, undone and delayed justice for a lot of people that deserved it. So he, if he cared about women, you would think you would think that would have been something he would have focused on. But now he's getting a little national attention because he's a governor. He, he held a veto. He's going after four people. One of them is Trisha Cotham recently switched from Democrat to Republican to give the Republicans a supermajority in the North Carolina legislature. He's been down in Wilmington, focused on two others, uh, Ted Davis from the House and Michael Lee from the Senate, uh, saying that those people promised they would protect all forms of abortion, which is not what they did. But here's what he's searching for. This governor, our governor in North Carolina, has done more to damage education than any governor in our lifetimes, 
He's done the lockdowns that turned out to not be necessary for kids. There's, there was plenty of science to back that up. He claimed he was the science guy. He ignored science that didn't fit his party's agenda, that didn't fit. You've seen Randy Weingarten, the head of the Teachers Union nationally, is trying to reshape her image because it's so bad on the lockdowns. Governor Cooper owns it. Governor Cooper is the worst educational governor in our lifetimes. He's done more. If you look at at almost every mathematical development, language development, if you look at language skills, if you look at these K-3-6 public government-run educational systems, they've been crushed by him. He has crushed the ability of children to learn at really critical times in their life. He crushed he. He owns that. While he's going around the state trying to end more kids from being born, and, 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 and searching for relevancy, he wants to be the abortion governor now, he, and which is odd because he doesn't like to talk about abortion, and nor has the media held him to account for what is his position on abortion. He's against what the Republicans, which is a 12-week, it's a lot of people call it the heartbeat bill. If there's a heartbeat, then you know you can't go and do these things. But he doesn't want to talk about what his position is. Does the governor believe in a partial birth abortion? Does the governor believe that that... All the, the, the abortion on demand, regardless of circumstances, does the governor, has he been clear with you, the public, regardless of your political affiliation, has he been clear what his position is on this? Or is it easier to just go around the state hyping what that he's against the Republicans, but not for anything? Abortion with no limits. Because that would mean he was in favor of, you know, right up to the point of birth. Surely he doesn't support that, but he won't go on record really with anything. He ignores, like a show like this or anyone that asks him, he, he just ignores these questions. He prefers to go around saying he's protecting reproductive freedoms. He's not. He prefers to say he's supporting women's health. This is not, this is not a women's health issue, and that that's the problem for the governor. And he doesn't face the public. What he's really angling to do is to hope to move on to a U.S. Senate seat, to a, a cabinet-level position if Biden can pull off an unlikely victory next year. His, the numbers are horrific. But what's interesting is the governor doesn't like – he can say he supports Team Biden. He's on a commercial. That should open the door for all members of the media to ask him questions about Biden's border policies, about foreign policy, about the relationship with China, about Hunter. It opens the door for all of North Carolina media to ask our governor very uncomfortable questions. Once you've hitched your wagon to that wagon train, you're subjected to all of the perils that come with it. And they should be asking our governor about those problems. I don't know that they will, but they should. It's, it's fair game. The governor's going around lecturing for you. They think he, all, all he's got to do is get one Republican to stray from the path. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Demi Downey, who's the speaker for Tim Moore, she used to work at Civitas a couple years back. And she has suggested, and I think the speaker has said, they do not feel anyone's wavering on this. 12-week is, is, if anyone was looking for a compromise on this, that's a compromise. A 12-week heartbeat law is a, is a true compromise on that issue. But Democrats aren't interested in compromise. Now, are they? They're interested in the domination and the put-down. Because if they were interested in a compromise, this was actually a fair one. This is not an extreme ban. It's not extreme at all. I think that's why the media in North Carolina has been reluctant to jump. The national media is trying to give Cooper a lot of air. MSNBC, CNN, a couple places. They're giving him some airtime. Craig, you've been on hold. Thank you for being on hold. 
Welcome to the broadcast, and you you got in on this conversation about Governor Cooper and the abortion ban. Well, good morning. Um, yeah, I just wanted to preface this by by saying I understand eleven ten has to play this abortion issue because your 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 listener base is pretty much Christian white men fifty five years old and up who are in the upper income echelon, and that's easily determined by listening to who your radio advertisements uh, cater their services and goods to. Um, but the Republicans need to abandon this abortion thing. I mean, you have so many. Do they really want millions upon millions of unwanted children brought into this world who are un, who are going to be either abused if kept, or they're going to be dumped into a foster program who who right now is ripe with with fraud and abuse of uh, stealing from the government? And, and I know, um, but. They're going to be criminals when they grow up. They're, they're all going to be Democrat voters when they get older. You know, we've had 60 million abortions since, I think, 1960 or 70. And you can pretty much guarantee if they were all kept, that'd be 60 million more Democrat voters right now. I mean, the Republicans are shooting themselves in the foot like you won't believe. And with all this crime that these people are going to bring, these unwanted, abused kids, I mean, I just I, I know Republicans are afraid that if they vote for someone who's fiscally conservative and socially liberal like a libertarian, that God is going to send their soul and torture it for eternity. But I mean, they've got to get that nonsense of you. Well, let's let's kind of pick this apart. I mean, I appreciate the call, and it was you, it was kind of an indictment on talk radio a little bit in the beginning. I didn't, it, I don't know what the point was there. I, I'm well, the this, these are my these are these are my. I wasn't told what to talk about in any way. I, I get to pick my own subject matters. I've been in you know been writing about this and been discussing this. I've been an elected official. I've served in uh, libertarian think tanks. So, and I tend to lean that way from a social standpoint. But at a certain point. Let me ask you: Does does it matter? You're saying you know portion, that, that Republicans should drop it. At, should they drop all of it? So I'm going to ask you what I would ask Governor Cooper. What do you think is the fair position on this? Do you think that you should be able to to go right to the point of birth and just ah, I don't want it now? Do you think yeah. that's an acceptable? Way? You do. I, so I if they collapse, that, the that, skull is that almost. That never happens. I mean, that most of the time, somebody's not going to. Whoa, 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 whoa! But you're saying it's okay if it does. It so is you're okay saying if it's it does, but, it, but but I mean, it's almost. Is it acceptable to you that if the, if it can survive outside the womb, it's okay to crush the skull and pull it out? Now, I'm, I'm I'm defining the extreme here, obviously, but in your mind, there's no value on prenatal life. There's no. zero value to a society, to you, to that position that that gestational part of of life is irrelevant. And and it it is it is it is it is as worthless as a McDonald's wrapper. It is wholly irrelevant to anyone other than the mother and the father, or the mother alone. Well, the father's irrelevant in this too. The father has no say so in any of this. So so you're saying that 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 fetus is as worthwhile as a McDonald's wrapper to someone who chose most likely to get pregnant and just doesn't want to deal with the consequences of that. Yes. Yes. Okay. It, I mean, it, well, it, at least at least you're clear on your position that there's no value to prenatal life. An unborn life. child should be considered property, not a human. Okay. Even if it can survive outside the womb. If it can be born and survive outside of the womb, then all care should be provided. There should be no none of that infanticide where you let a kid be born and just let it die. That's so all. seven, eight, what nine is- months. You would you draw a line there? Because cares changed. I mean, I mean technology's changed in, in 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 the past fifty years a great deal. If if someone's, I mean, I, I don't know. So here's the thing: if someone's waiting that long to use abortion as a birth control measure, 
I, I want some data on that. I want to see how many people. Well, I, I can give you a little bit. When I, I used to work at Family Health International, it's a very it was a very left leaning organization. I was a graphic designer back then. This is right out of college, and and I was amazed when I was reading some of the studies of the Ukrainian area, uh, the eastern former Soviet bloc countries, that abortion was used as a method of birth control, and the number of women that it had, the average was about 6.77 abortions per woman because they didn't have access to regular birth control. But that was, but but the value of human life when you do that diminishes a great deal because you're right, it becomes very expendable. But it also does damage. It, it, it is, it's, it's, a, it's not a pretty picture, but it's a worthwhile trade-off considering the alternative of millions of unwanted criminals without parental supervision, with parents who don't care, overwhelming the foster system, and in the end, so many voters for Democrats that Republicans don't even have a chance in hell of ever winning again. Well, let me take it one step further, because you're saying all of these individuals would be criminals and Democrat voters, and you, you don't think it's uh, that abortion is largely used across different spectrums? I think abortion is almost entirely used by liberals, and children, 99% of the time, are going to vote the way their parents do. Okay, but but even so, this is the interesting perspective. It has been largely legal, uh, has been protected, and those sixty million. So you're saying that liberals are winning elections anyway, regardless of whether abortion has been legal or not. So it didn't it didn't change having having you know no restrictions. It didn't change. Republicans have still been able to win, even with. I, I, mean, I just I'm change. just trying to understand. It didn't change the dynamics of whether they didn't grow up to all be liberals. Or conservatives. You're, you're not counting the 60 million people who have been aborted. Imagine if they were around voting now. You wouldn't even well, have governors you, winning state house representatives, state senate, state governors, city, anything. I, you know, I, there was an interesting debate in libertarian. I, I've spoken at several libertarian state conventions, and one of the most interesting debates you'll ever see from a policy standpoint is the issue of abortion in libertarian circles. Because on the one hand, from a libertarian standpoint, you don't really care what happens in someone else's house. It's, I mean, it's kind of the, the birth of property rights. Well, if you and I are next door neighbors, my property rights end where yours begin, right? You can do certain things until they impact me, and then you're impacting my property rights. So that's kind of, libertarians are like, what you do in your own home, don't really care. Social, they're socially liberal, and, and most of us are. Most of us don't care what you do in the privacy of your own home. But with, with, with abortion, there comes a point where life does have value. And that's why that issue, even in libertarian circles, is very, very difficult to grapple with. Because, because yeah. life does have value. And it, it's, it's, it's beyond Christendom. It's beyond that. And in fact, in Muslim countries, it's much more, uh, much more uh, frowned upon than even Christendom. So there's a value in life. And if you just don't value that... Then you know, I think it, don't you think there's a diminishment in a society that doesn't value any life like that? There, there might be, but it's a worthwhile trade-off. Nothing's okay. perfect. Well, I mean, we all have to work with what works best on this rock hurling through space. Okay, I mean, you, you know, Craig, you're you're certainly welcome to that opinion, and I and, and you know what, and I, I appreciate you calling in and sharing it today because there are people that feel exactly like you do. A lot of them. Well, as you know okay. about libertarians, we probably war with each other more than any other party wars with each other. I, I've seen it, I've borne witness to it, and I completely concur with you. So, well said. I appreciate the call. So, you know, having said that, I, and I do appreciate him calling in. And uh, I do have some folks that I want to be on hold. And, you know, that, that was an eye-opening call in many ways. Because I, I, what I do appreciate about Craig's call is he's very forthright. It wasn't, 
overly emotional. It wasn't an attack on the host. It wasn't an attack on the GOP necessarily. It was a position that his belief was that, look, if you if you start banning abortions in some way, you're going to lead his position is you're going to lead to more people that will vote left, many more unwanted kids, many more overburdening a foster system. And he's not alone in that belief. But, but, but I do like the way he did couch it that there is a value in life, too. This is not – that's why it's not easy. What I would say is I don't think the 12-week ban is extreme. And, and I think the governor picking this, he thinks he's got a winning issue on his hands, but uh, we'll see. Oh, hey, real quick. Before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? With us right now, we do have Will uh, that's been on hold, and I, I will want to get to all of our calls. If you do call in, I, I want to get uh, to you immediately. So, Will, welcome hey, to the show. Good How are you? Good afternoon, Chad. Uh, super longtime listener to uh, Charlotte Talk Radio, Raleigh Talk Radio, and I believe I may remember you from Big Talker FM. Yep, in uh, true. years back. Wow. Uh, uh, does that sound correct? Yeah, that does sound correct. Yeah, awesome. So. Just wanted to speak to uh, National um, Foster Care Month. Wife and I um, are are proud, proud uh, talk radio listeners, like I said, and we both work in professional practices um, uh, that we own. Uh, just wanted to share with you that the foster care program is in desperate need of, of folks that are willing to take kiddos in their home, and I am a proud father due to the foster care program. And for every unwanted child on this earth that your previous very forward uh, caller put it uh, politely, noted for every, uh, for every person that believes that those kids will fall into, um, into crime and into unwanted families, there is an equal and opposite number, I would promise you, of families like mine that are proud to welcome those kiddos into our homes. And well, like I said, this is National Foster Care Awareness Month. There are many private organizations in, in this state, uh, as well as public organizations. But it is not a fair statement to say that every single kid is unwanted on this earth. Right. And I, well, I, don't, I think his point was that we he's saying that they would force people to have uh, children that are unwanted. And and I, I think that people in the, that are foster parents, I know many remarkable individuals that, that, that do sacrifice and they love these kids. They love them in a way that's almost hard to describe. It's, 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 it's remarkable. I even know some in Charlotte, in the Charlotte area that are, that are, that sure. are foster parents, uh, know some that are, that are, that are biological parents and then they go on to adopt and, and go on. And my grandfather was a manager at the Oxford orphanage for many years where he retired from. So, it is, a, it is a remarkable thing that people do to raise other kids. And the other assumption is that there would be that many unwanted kids born. Because unfortunately, there are people that use abortion as birth control. They wouldn't have as many. There wouldn't be as many 
unwanted kids as, as, as was asserted. But, but again, those are larger arguments. But I, what I do appreciate is you letting folks know it's National Foster Care Month. There are people that are out there. There are, family, there are families that can have kids that desperately want children, too. Yeah, there's still- there's uh, there's so many ways to get there on this earth, but uh, I I just as concisely as as possible, I would state that you know I'm I'm a pretty libertarian minded guy um, on this issue. Though every, every single life is precious on this earth, and every kiddo deserves a chance to become their best selves. And there are these institutions, churches, you know, historically have done this. My ancestors are really large in terms of um, helping those financially that could not help themselves. I have a rich legacy in the state of 200 years. Um, but the foster care program, it's, it's an amazing program. It, it's, it's certainly written with, you know, its own challenges and, and hurdles and, and, and brokenness. But every kid is unwanted. And to, to be candid, if I could take three more in, I would just build an addition on my home here in uh, three miles south of downtown Charlotte. So, uh, kids are amazing, and I just wanted to speak my piece. I listen to uh, talk radio, like I said, a lot, but this is a very personal issue for me, and um, I would encourage people to educate themselves on the uh, foster care program as uh, this month is uh, Awareness Month. So, well, thank you. Well, thank you for taking the time to be a part of this show. Thank you for calling, okay? Appreciate you listening. Take good care. Goodbye. You as well. Stan, welcome to the show. What the heck's on your mind today? Hey, I I have a question. It seems to me that most Americans, at least, they want to fix the symptom and never deal with the root cause of the problem. If I have a headache and I take aspirin, headache goes away, problem solved. That's not the way this is. Abortion is just like that. Abortion is a symptom. And I was having a conversation with my dad about it, and this is the only issue we disagreed on. And one day in exasperation, I said, okay, what do you think is your number one reason being pro-choice? And he basically, word for word, said what the previous caller said, that the world's number one ill is an unwanted child. And I said, okay, fine. I said, let's just, I'll give you that. Okay, so let's say we get rid of the child, problem solved, right? And he looked at me like he was perplexed. And I said, no, because unwanted child's not the problem. A world that doesn't want children and is so corrupt it can't have them or doesn't want them is the problem. And until we fix that world, we the problem will never the problem will never go away. And when you adopt the attitude that guy did, what you've done is you've said, I've given up. We're gonna allow the world to be acceptable and let corruption the rule of the day. And I refuse to do that. And the guy that called you just before this one, that's it. that's the attitude I'm talking about. That's the attitude we need to have. Let's do what we can to fix this world. You know, Craig, I appreciate the call, and and I, I I struggle. I don't understand the lack of value on human life. To to me, it's it's foundational. It, it's part of my faith. It's 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 difficult to understand. Someone would say there there are that many unwanted. To think think about that. You're saying sixty million unwanted kids, and uh, so more than that, it's an unwanted acceptance of responsibility. I mean, there there it's not. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. You don't abort. 60 million people in a vacuum. Uh, if it was illegal, there wouldn't have been as many abortions. There, there wouldn't have been. I mean, well, and, and technology and has changed. Like I mean, seeing a heartbeat at 12 weeks, seeing the, the hand, seeing feet, seeing 
movement. These things are they're, they're, they're just life-altering moments if you ever get to experience yeah, well, It's not just a McDonald's wrapper. They are pro-choice, but they don't want abortion to lead to birth control. That's what pro-choice leads to. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do appreciate it. It's, it's obvious, We're not afraid to talk about it here. I didn't do it to cater to the audience. It was on my brain, and I'm, I'm just amazed because the Democrats are making this a big issue. And, and I, they're making it an issue because they think they can win on this one issue because they don't have anything else to really win on. And they're capitalizing. And I'll get to it in the next segment. I'll, I'll get to it. And uh, I appreciate the call. I do need to take a break. But, Craig, thank you for calling, okay? All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. It's the kind of discussion that you don't get on social media. Someone says something and then the entire world lights on them like they, you know, they've just uh, become the antichrist or something. And, and it's so bizarre that We've lost the ability to have substantive discussions, and talk radio really does allow that. It is a pleasure and honor for me to be here. And I want to go, Jane, thank you for calling. We're going to go, Jack, you've been waiting through the break there. Jack, what's on your brain hey, today? Hey, buddy, thanks for taking my call, man. Sure. Hey, I've been listening for the last hour, hour and a half here. How can we have a discussion about abortion and about unwanted pregnancies and not have a discussion about sex? Isn't that what causes these un- <laughs> causes this in the first place? Well, it's funny you said that because one of the things I was going to talk about on the show today, it, it was going to be the overarching issue, but we kind of got into one big issue, and there's two or three others that are goal, is this, is that liberalism fails over time because it isn't no, based no, on no, any... No, per- no, wait, 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 listen, no, listen, listen to me. Let's talk about Let, politics. Let's no, 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 no. But it's about personal causes, responsibility. It, pregnancy is, is, un- is, is irresponsible, uh, unprotected sex. That's what we need to sure. talk about. And and not wanting to have the responsibility that comes with it. Exactly. Yes. So how yeah. do we, if, if we don't change that, if we don't change the way we use sex in our lives and the fact that we're having sex, this is always going to continue, man. We'll be having the same argument 50 years from now. I mean, it, it's, about our, it's about our sexual morals that, are, that is causing this. I, okay. I mean, th- but, but it's interesting that Fewer people. This is a this is a weird anomaly of social interaction that's happened over the past fifteen years or so. Is that sure. the number of young folks having sex is dropping a lot, and I think it's because there's also a lack of relationship building and a lack of interaction because of cell phones and and digital tech that we're not interacting as much. But yes, there are people that just see it as a, a convenient way to have fun and then not have any responsibility for it. They don't care about birth control. They don't care about the, the, you would say the moral issues because their reason that those moral issues matter is because the consequences of not having them are severe and punitive. And we're trying to have all of the, the hedonistic lifestyle with none of the responsibility that comes along with it. 
But don't, did but did don't I miss something there? It has, it has to do with the fact that we consider sex to be a recreational activity, sure. uh, and it, it goes on. And uh, until we change that, I mean, I just don't see this this conversation changing because you're never going to get everybody on the same moral page when it comes to abortion. I mean, we're, it's, it's always going to be this, what I consider to be about a 50-50 split. But until we change people's behavior regarding sex, we're always going to have these unwanted pregnancies, man. And people, when, it's, when there's an unwanted pregnancy, so the, the individuals involved are going to find a way to remedy that situation, whether it's a legal remedy or whether it's an illegal remedy. There's always going to be somebody to provide that service in some form or fashion. Sure. It is, a, it is much larger than the single issue that, that has to do with the end result of the behavior. Exactly. It is a much larger It has larger nothing to do issue. with liberals and conservatives. It goes on with everybody across the board. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's an economic issue to some degree because, you know, people who have means and have private doctors have always been able to get abortions through those systems, whereas, you know, people who don't have the means and don't have the private doctors have to go more through a public system. But it's always been there. It's always been there. It's, it's, there's always been a provider for abortion services. And even in the countries with the strict laws, there's still an underground system where you can get an abortion. It's, every, it's, it, it's, it's there. But it's, it's the sex that, in my opinion, it's the sex that's causing this. Until we address that and we change our, uh, our value regarding sex and, 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 and how we use that and how we participate in sexual activity, we're always going to have unlo- unwanted pregnancies, man. Would, yeah. would you apply the same thing to drug use? Yes, I would. Okay. I, at least you're consistent there. I'll give you. I'll give you credit for. Oh, being absolutely. Because if we get rid of the drug laws, then we don't have any drug. Then we don't have any any crime with drugs, right? But you still have all of the consequences of drug use. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And I tell people all the time, man, if uh, the reason we have drug use is because there's there's so much money involved in it, and not only is there money involved, could, could you imagine if we if we fix the drug problem in the United States tomorrow? And solve the drug problem, and there were no more, you know, illicit, uh, illegal drug use. How many people would be put out of a job? We have an economy that's wrapped around the drug drug use in this country. You know, clinics and and, and counselors and and all the people involved. Pharmaceutical companies. Legal <laughs> drugs. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I appreciate the call, and and Jack, you're you can't Thanks. uncouple all these things. There is there is it is it is a dynamic world. It's not just it's, a static it's, one. And it's a it's very it's not an easy answer to any of it. Nope, I appreciate the call, Jane. Thank you. Welcome man. to the broadcast. How the heck are you today, Jane? How are you doing this afternoon? I'm wonderful. Great. Um, this issue rattles my cage every time. My one of my daughters was pregnant and she was sent to Charlotte to a specialist because there were some problems and they did a scan and the doctor immediately said to her you know uh, it looks like this child is going to be Downs Um, we need to start thinking about abortion it's going to have Down syndrome is that what you're saying the the doctor said they they thought that he would have Down syndrome and my daughter immediately said no the next time she went in for her checkup, her husband was with her, and the doctor immediately said, have you been thinking about the abortion? And 
they both looked up at her and said, we're not aborting this child. And she tells them all the, you know, trouble they're going to have if this child is down. And the third time she went in for a scan, and this was, you know, weeks apart, uh, the doctor again said, uh, well, have you thought at all about abortion? And my son-in-law looked at her and said, do not utter those words again. She told you no. I've told you no. This child is not going to be aborted. Well, when due date came, she had to have a C-section, and he was too squeamish to go in the surgical suite. So I was there when the baby was born. And... This nurse rushed past me and Quickly. grabbed the baby out of the doctor's arms. And, I mean, she didn't even give me time to peek at him or his mama. And I said, wait. And she says, Jane? oh, he's down. He's down. I have to admit you. And you could look at that child. We, and- Jane, we got to run. And, and uh, we're at a hard break. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. 